In our next episode of Behind the Boss, we meet Veronica Yoko Plabani. The Italian Paralympic athlete doesn't dabble in just one sport. She does it all from snowboarding and paracanoeing to competing in the paratriathlon. Veronica, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Thank you. I have Thank l- you. already a bazillion questions, but just <laughs> tell me, did you always want to be an athlete? Actually, uh, I feel like no. Okay. But I feel like I've always been an athlete, you know, yeah. as I was little. I was always doing something with my movement, with my body. Mm-hmm. I was a dancer before my disease. So I feel like I, I've always been an athlete, but I never really wanted to be a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. But now I'm here. So did you dance professionally or you just dance with Yeah, I've danced like a kind of professional, but, you know, I was really young. Uh, I got my disease at 15. Mm -hmm. So before that, I was trying to get uh, in a professional level. Mm -hmm. I did some, but um, yeah, a lot of work. And then, yeah, something in my life has changed and here I am. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. what what happened at 15? I got meningitis and I've been into hospital a lot of months. And basically I was like kind of dying, but Mm. luckily I'm here. Mm -hmm. And the hardest part, I could say, was like that my body has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And now I'm a girl with disability Mm -hmm. and I have got a lot of scars Mm -hmm. and uh, for sure changed a lot in my life path but uh, some things in a, in a positive way you know I did something unexpected beautiful so when you were sick what were you thinking your life was gonna be like well I had no idea but the best part of like my personality mm. is that uh, even before my disease I was like full of dreams different ones mm. and so this helped you to not you know, have just one goal in front yeah. of you. And when something goes wrong, you're totally devastated. You know, yeah. having a lot of different dreams help you say, okay, I will skip this one. I will <laughs> yeah. go for the okay. other one. And you see what tomorrow could happen mm. to want to see what tomorrow gives you. All the beautiful things that happen really want me to go further, to go, to stay motivated. Actually, you know, even now we all have bad days. But thinking about mm. maybe tomorrow something beautiful will happen. Mm. So, yeah, that was helpful. So when you came out of hospital, mm. what, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny because I was like, okay, my body is completely different. Mm. I don't know how like to present again to my friends and, stuff and people around me because nobody has seen me for like five months mm. and I'm totally different. So I was like, okay, we will go home, dad. I was with my dad, like singing in the car. So I was like, oh, finally, mm. <laughs> I'm out of the room. I say like, we will go home. I will call like my best friend. She will come. I will like get used to her eyes, <laughs> mm. her side. And, and then we will see the other friends, like slowly, the other people. And then like all the people were there, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they okay. were really... and. It was really helpful that everyone was so happy just to see me because mm. I was back, you know. And I was afraid, like, to see some pain in their eyes for mm. what happened to me. But no, nothing at all. They were just happy to see Veronica back. So this was really helpful. <laughs> you had this moment at 15 with meningitis and your body changing hugely. When did you decide you were going to go for Olympic bronze <laughs> in Tokyo, in the Paralympics? <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> never. <laughs> Still, I couldn't realize that yeah. I that I did it. Were you but, in like physical therapy, to, like rehabilitation? Yeah, anyway? rehabilitation. I did a lot of rehabilitation. Yeah. But um, you know, I was like going to school, then rehabilitation, and then go back home and just stay on my couch and say, okay, I'm not made for this kind mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. I need something more. Uh, so I just call every clubs around my home and say, okay, can I come to, to do something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yes, I have a, like a kayaking club near my house. I was like there the day after mm-hmm. <laughs> this call. Yeah. And uh, I've started to do to do something and I say okay finally <laughs> I wanted really to go back to my you know independence yeah. to my stuff to have my own space to do my own things mm. and before that moment I was all the day with my mom and my dad telling me okay how can I help you don't yeah. help me yeah. <laughs> I just want to to do my my, my things and very 15 yeah yeah very 15 <laughs> i was very 15 yeah. and i wanted to be very 15 you know yeah. so doing my things by myself and in the moment i was on my kayak all alone mm. in, in the middle of the river i said okay yeah. <laughs> we are talking now you know and in that moment i was like i will stick to this thing and um, i started to train to be there all the day you know staying with new friends mm. uh, in the river it was really chilly and so was it a paralympic club no no not so at just, all uh, you have no uh, idea an able-bodied <laughs> able-bodied but also able like not really accessible place mm. <laughs> so the first time I, I was there i was like okay how can i get down yeah. <laughs> it was like because it, it's you know the street is higher yeah and then you have to go down for the river yeah like a track or, yeah. yeah and i was with the wheelchair at the time mm-hmm. i was like okay <laughs> nice welcome to disabled life yeah. <laughs> not really simple but you know i've managed to 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 get down and then actually one nice thing is that uh, after my paralympic games in rio mm-hmm. 2016 with the money i raised from sponsor and stuff i made that club fully accessible. Oh, amazing. So it was really nice now to go and see people with the wheelchair really comfy. Yeah. You strike me as someone with no fears. My mom always say that it's my biggest problem, that I have no fear. Interesting. Yeah. So everything I see that it's really, you know, dangerous. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, maybe sometimes it's a problem. Were you like that before your illness? Do you think it carried you through? No, I I feel like I've been always like this. So yeah. I mean, the, the, the disease changed a lot of myself. Yeah. But uh, still, I was Veronica before, in the middle and after. So Absolutely. That, that's nice, you know, to have this thing that it's really concrete yourself. Yeah. Even if something incredible happened, incredibly bad happened, mm. you're still yourself. So you can manage it as yourself, you know? Yeah. That's nice. It's really nice. <laughs> Just tell me, so you're out on the water, you're like, this is it. My, my parents aren't asking me if I'm okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened next? <laughs> next, I started to train. I mean, yeah. uh, I was So you there. immediately like... Immediately. I want to stay pro- there. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I want to stay here. I need to do something here to stay mm. here. So mm. let's let's train. The day after, my coach say, okay, there's, you know, there's Paralympic races. Mm. I say, you know, <laughs> mm. I, I have no idea of uh, how it works. And I say, okay, just train two months. I will take you to a Paralympic race. Wow. Uh, so I did my f- first like national championship uh-huh. and, and I won. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
you know, there was like the official of the national team. And I say, okay, where are you coming from? What are you doing in your life? Yeah. You want to come to international races? I yeah. say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and from that moment, I did a lot of international races and, uh, you know, European Championship, World Cups, Euro uh -huh. World, World Championship. I know. <laughs> and uh, I was really happy about it, actually. And Do you like competing? I have to say that I like more to train yeah. than to compete because training makes your path as an athlete. Yeah. Competing, yeah, it's just one thing can happen. But I have to say I was like this, mm. maybe more before the middle yeah. <laughs> in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, before the middle I was like, yeah, competing is something, but yeah. I'm more like training. I'm more an athlete that wants to be an athlete anyway. Yeah. Uh, but then I get the medal and I say, okay, maybe I want to win races. Mm -hmm. I think I will uh, look for the medal for the next Paralympic Games. Yeah, how, <laughs> how did it feel? To win the medal? Yeah. It's indescribable. Mm. Uh, it's really hard to, to tell all that is going on. You know, you train a lot the years before the Paralympic Games. And especially we had a pandemic and the, yeah. uh, the Paralympic and the Olympic Games were postponed and we had to train one year more mm. with, you know, all the pressure that you have by yourself and by the other people around. It was really hard to get there and stay yeah. happy. I mean, to yeah. stay relaxed and enjoy what you're doing. It's really hard to do it before, before a race because sometimes you get there, you're, you're not enjoying what you're doing. It's, mm. This is not nice. But I'm really good in enjoying things. Mm. <laughs> so I, I was really happy to be in the village with all the people from around the world that are competing at the Paralympic Games. It's really something unique, you know, something yeah. that can't happen in another time, in another moment, in another place. So I was really happy to enjoy that moment. And I think that this joy really helped me in the race. Yeah. You should have saw me running. I was like the happiest people. I was dying because it was hot. It was tough. It was hard, uh, a hard race. Yeah. But I was like, come on, I'm racing at the Paralympic yeah, and I'm yeah. getting the medal. You know, when I was running, because in triathlon we do swimming, mm -hmm. cycling and then running. Mm -hmm. We do 5K of running mm -hmm. and we have four laps, okay, around the, around the finish line. Yeah. Okay. I, I did the first lap. I saw the finish line. I say, okay. Yeah. Second lap, and I was in the fourth position. I say, okay, I need <laughs> to do it now. Yeah. And on the third lap, I gained the third position. Yeah. And from that moment, I was already crying and smiling oh, wow. for, for the rest of the time of yeah. the race. So when I got to the finish line, I was so, you know, in another planet. Uh, yeah. um, I had so much emotion. I was really happy. Yeah. I was thinking about all my parents seeing me at home. I was like, really, yeah. really nice. And speaking of other people, you know, you've been a great advocate. I mean, you do a lot of social media that has been positive for other people. Yeah. Tell me something <laughs> about that. Yeah, I think I have to do more on social media. Okay. <laughs> I'm a bit lazy <laughs> yeah. on social media, I have to say. Yeah. But uh, when I post, when I, when I manage to to tell something about myself, about my journey. It's really amazing to see how other people get inspired from my story. Yeah. And this is something that uh, I couldn't expect at the moment I was in the hospital, you know? Mm. I was just thinking about myself, uh, about getting out and enjoying the rest of my life. But when I realized that my journey is something from the others, yeah. that really changed everything, no? In my life, you know, just like 
a little girl from nine years that has got nine years in Australia that writes with her mom, mm. writing me, you have no idea how your your confidence mm. helped me to be more confident because she had like same amputation on the feet as mine. Mm-hmm. I was like, I saw that you wear your thesics with pride and I'm really, I'm really more happy now. Mm. I, I want to go to school and show your photos and that's show that we have the same orthesics, yeah. you know? And this is really amazing. It makes me really emotional, you know? Knowing that I can change even one life in better, mm. well, <laughs> something really big. It must be amazing to have people just respond to your story. You know, it's just my journey. <laughs> what about it? And then some people write you amazing stuff. I mean, how... You change really their life in better, no? They, how you help them to get free. And this is something like, whoa, amazing. That gives me a lot. Yeah. Imagine that girl at school just being like, (laughs) feeling not alone, basically. Yeah, also. The first time I was at the beach with uh, my bikini, for sure it wasn't easy. But I manage it, okay? And knowing that show that I manage it, can help other girls to manage it better. Yeah. Something that I, I want. Yeah. But you have done a lot of kind of fashion work. Yeah. You've been in campaigns. Yes, sir. From the beach to the, to the catwalk, to the, yeah, to to the, the cover. set, to the cover. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about style. What does it mean to okay. you? I grew up with a very fashionable mom. Mm-hmm. But at the same time that she has her own style yeah. and she's really a free one I don't know how to describe her it's impossible and it's amazing that I can't describe my mom yeah, <laughs> she's wow. really like a wild spirit yeah. so she really teach me to, to just enjoy what I like and uh, my style is always like mixing sporty stuff yeah. because I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. sporty stuff but mm-hmm. also lately I like like colorful things yeah. so I'm always like an athlete with a rainbow around. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think my kind of vibe. I will describe my, my, my style like that. Yeah, like an think, athlete with rainbows around. Do you think some of your mum's wild style yeah. rubbed off on you? Yeah, definitely. Do you, but you don't dress the same. It's the spirit. No, I'm pretty different. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the spirit, it's the same. And when I was like 15, I was like, oh, I would never be like my mom. It's really funny to think about it. And now here I am. Yeah. Same as my mom, yeah. feeling like the wild spirit. But you enjoy clothes, yeah, right? Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I like to uh, take some fashion to the sport zone. Yes. <laughs> what, is it quite restrictive what you're allowed to wear at the Olympics, yeah. for example? Yeah. Yeah, also, especially at the Paralympics, at the Olympics, mm-hmm. it's really restrictive because you can't wear nothing yeah. except what uh, your national team gives you. Okay. But really nothing. Yeah. Maybe you want to, you know make those things more uh, about yourself you now you're with your own style yeah. and I try to what did you do? Uh, you know I have always little things around <laughs> yeah. bracelet I try to, yeah, necklace bracelet necklace yeah. things in my air nice yeah I try to do like that very nice um, I'm sure you agree that like people that with disabilities should probably be more visible within the fashion industry yeah more represented talk- yeah a lot has been done till now, for sure, in the last years. But still, I feel like we are all checking boxes. Yeah. Like, okay, we've got the disabled girl, we got the black women, we got the curvy one. Yeah, but we have to, to be more, you know, authentic in, yeah. in the representation, for sure. Yeah. And telling more about 
also in fashion, we have to, to tell more, just not to make visible and represent mm -hmm. a category. Mm -hmm. We need to like uh, also listen to stories, no? Yeah. Uh, why these people is in the fashion world, why she liked that. Um, we need that for sure. But also, I felt in a in different uh, moment that the fashion world wanted to help me. Mm. <laughs> And I think that now we have to rephrase the conversation, no? Mm -hmm. How can I help you? Mm. I think our people, our person with disability can help you to get like more free in your life. Mm. We are like in the front line, we already did much. If we are on a cover, it's because we already gone through a lot and yeah. we are happy and proud of who we are. So maybe you don't have to help myself, mm. but maybe you have to ask how can I be helped by you? Yeah. You know, so maybe <laughs> really we, have, we have to rethink about how, why we represent people, why we want the people, different people to be on a cover on stuff. I mean, it's to represent the other group and make, you know, people, little girl with disability mm. feel like included in the conversation, but also to change a bit how we live, you know, we have to, to be more different. Basically, I yeah, think. I think it's so interesting that you've gone from someone in a bed for five months, was it, or four yeah. five months, who was thinking, how do I live, how do I help myself, <laughs> yeah, to definitely. someone who's like, how can I help how you? How can I help you? <laughs> That's huge, though. Yeah. Have there been major sort of career setbacks, less up, more down, apart from getting sick at 15? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, I did three Paralympic Games. Yeah. The first one in Sochi 2014 in snowboarding, mm -hmm. then Rio 2016 in kayaking. Yeah. And then triathlon in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, but the year before Rio, I was like winning kind of everything. Mm -hmm. uh, the World European Championship, World Championship, uh, World Cups. Yeah. And, you know, in um, Paralympic uh, races, we have categories. Um, for your disability. Yeah. So you're in a category where people compete the yeah. same level as with you, okay? The, with a similar level disability. Of disability. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, the year before the, the Paralympic in Rio, I was winning everything and uh, the rules changed a bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they, they put me in another category. Right. And it was really frustrating because I was in a category where I knew that I couldn't even try to win. Yeah. Even training at my best, I know that I, that I couldn't. So the day that the rule changed and I knew that, I was like, okay, I will be in Rio as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I won't be an athlete. And that was really frustrating because I, I was training for that moment, like for three years. And then, yeah. okay, you're not there anymore. And the hardest part was to to go to a Paralympic Games knowing that you can't win. But well, I managed to qualify for the Paralympic Games yeah. and uh, I have to say it was worth it because at the Paralympics, everything is amazing, not only your race. Yeah. It's really an experience. So um, that maybe it's life changer sometimes. Mm. And then I was really happy to be there to get my sixth position. Yeah. So, yeah. You're right. It's about the taking part, right? Yeah, yeah, for some way because I, 
I've understood that I wanted anyway to be at the Paralympic Games. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if I was like the last or the first. Maybe yeah, first now. First is nice. <laughs> first is nice. <laughs> first Maybe is now. Nice. Yeah. I want to go and take my first position in yeah. Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a path. You have to understand a lot of things on the journey. So I've understood that I want to be at the Paralympics anyway yeah. in Rio. Yeah. And in Tokyo, I've understood that I want to win something. Yes. <laughs> I Let's will call go. you after Paris and I will tell you, hey, I've learned that I like to win gold. Speaking of gold, I mean, is there a moment in your career where you feel like you've, this is it, I've made it? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got something here. Yeah. It's a medal! You know, when I got this medal, <laughs> it was like everything. Yeah, you know, it's, it's huge. It's really heavy. Yeah. And in the moment I was like on the podium and they were like putting on myself this medal. I was like, okay. And you had your family watching of, from home. Yeah, you know, because usually my family will, will be like there yeah. in front of me. It's really good. But for the um, for the COVID restriction, yes, no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no public in Tokyo. Gotcha. So no one of the family was uh, in Tokyo, but they were all together. Yeah. Uh, at home. I imagine watching <laughs> yeah. you from home in that room. Would be amazing. Yeah, it would be amazing. You know, in Rio, uh, I had 15 people of my family in Rio yeah, to yeah, see yeah. my race. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 15, of come course. on. Everyone were like there with maybe dad and mom. And I was like with 15 people. <laughs> I yeah. was like, okay, I have a big family, you know. <laughs> That's good though, the support. And that shows that your kind of social no. side too, right? Yeah, it's really important. I, I do love the support of people around me even when I'm racing you know seeing like my dad in the corner it's yeah. like okay yeah. <laughs> let's go your dad in your corner is yeah. major yeah is, is, major. is there is there anything else you can't live without my grandpa in the yeah. corner <laughs> yeah yeah my grandpa was also in Rio and I was really happy with that yeah. as an Italian I would say pasta I, mm. I mean I can't live without pasta okay but maybe it's too Italian no I mean <laughs> What's your, like, go-to? <laughs> Any pasta, but, but there's, uh, I, I live most of my years in Sicily, mm -hmm. in the southwest part of Italy. And there we, we do a pasta with, like, fried eggplants mm -hmm. on the top, mm -hmm. so with, like, tomato. Mm -hmm. I, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I don't want to tell you. You just come over no, to I'm coming. <laughs> you don't worry. Let's book a flight now. Can you tell me a little bit about the book that you published? Ooh. What made you want to write it? I'm sad that it's only in Italian, but mm. I hope to, to publish it also in English. Yeah. You have to know about my book that it's a romance. Oh, okay. It's not like me writing about myself at 24 years old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I didn't want to, to do a biography because yeah. I feel like, okay, I'm not It's not that, that time yet. <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, it's not the time. I, I need to do more before a biography. I I tell a lot of bi about my disease in my romance. Uh, okay. I tell my journey, but, you know, with the freedom of talking about with different words, you know? Yeah. And looking back at all that I've gone through, put it down on a paper and uh, change something, make something, make the things that happen more fair, I don't know, yeah. in, uh, in some way. Mm. I think that uh, will help the people that will read it mm. and they will somehow recognize themselves yeah and i think that would be maybe some 
inspirational. I don't know. I hope so. Totally. Do you ever get frustrated about being defined by your disability? You know, uh, I just did a movie about myself. I did the book about myself. And if you read the book and if you see the movie, it's all about a person that it's thousands of things. Yeah. It's not a disabled girl. It's a disabled girl that goes through normal things in life, uh, uh, extraordinary things like the Paralympic Games, but also the everyday struggle that everyone's get through. So, mm. yeah. I'm not just a disabled person. <laughs> I mean, not to me, but I, yeah. Yeah, but it's really hard. What what I can what I can do, what I try to do mm-hmm. every time that I I find myself in a conversation with another people that try to define me as a just as a disabled person, I will try to educate some way somehow yeah. this person. And um, I think that the key here, it's the sometimes it's kindness because if you're kind with another people and you try to understand how they feel, how they are as a person, mm. this will change a lot, you know? Mm. We have to to understand that we are always talking and uh, telling things about a person, a specific person yeah. that's, that is different from another one, so... What would you tell your childhood self? <laughs> straight in there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just straight. Uh, go on. <laughs> mm. You can do it, but also... If you cannot do it, it's okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, You're just I mean, like... I, I grew up with a lot of pressure, like, you have to do something, you, yeah. you can do something, and really important. And lately, I've understand that, okay, even if I cannot do that, it's fine. Not even preparing yourself to fail, but being kind to yourself. Yeah, being conscious that mm. everything can happen and sometimes it's not your fault if you can't get something, uh, go to straight to a goal, yeah. or if you have to change what you're doing, um, it's totally fine. I mean, uh, we have just to be more conscious and more kind with ourselves. Yeah. Always. There's one question I'll ask every okay. guest before they go. What three words are the traits that you think make a good boss? Confident, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, kind, we told mm-hmm. you. <laughs> we already told it. And happy, strong, happy, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I want a joyful person to lead me some way, somehow. So, yeah. Yeah, but I think you're a leader as well. Of course you are, yeah. because you are showing people a way of living that is... Yeah, I hope so. ...has adapted to <laughs> things really that have happened to you, a resilience. Yeah, resilience, yeah. You know, and you don't take it in a way that's, like, sad and serious. <laughs> which yeah. it could be. Yeah. Were you angry? I was totally angry. I was yeah. like, why myself? Yeah. There's so many bad people in the world. Mm. Why to me? But there's a point where you understand that there's not an answer to that. Yeah. So what 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 you, what you do? You keep asking yourself why to me, or you go on and you try to change what happened to you in something good, yeah. and you try to live uh, with a lot of joy. Yeah, I'm trying to live uh, in a joyful way. So. Also, you know, thinking about my body, I don't have some parts of my body I have mm. a different body. Okay, I have to to see what I have and to use it. You know. I don't have to think about what I don't have anymore. Yeah. You have to see what you have 
and make the best of it. Look at you. <laughs> on, on that note, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It has been genuinely enlightening. Thank you. Thanks. I was so happy to talk with you. Thank you for listening to Behind the Boss with your host, that's me, Raven Smith. If you want to find out more about what it takes to be a boss and the stories behind the inspirational figures of today, make sure to tune in.